0: What is it about Wind Chimes that is so magical? I'm Brad Rose. This is another episode of the Seltzer Salon here on Foxy Digitalis. How's everybody doing? Hope you're well. On this episode, I'm really excited. I talked to Ned Milligan about his new album, Considerable, which is on the Lapse label out of France. And I've been a really big fan of Ned's for. For quite some time, in his label Floorbell, there's there's just something about the his approach to music and and the sonic palette that he works with that I I respond to it in a way that I almost can't explain. It's just it's very visceral. It's it's just one of those things, like I can't even help it. I, his music comes on, or I, you know, I put his record on, and it just kind of stops me and makes me take some time or take a moment to really listen and really consider the sounds and the spaces that he creates. And I think a big part of that is it is wind chimes. It is a sound that I, it's a sound I love more than most sounds. And I, maybe that's, um, I don't know, maybe that's simple or cliche or something I don't really know, or honestly care. I just know that that is a sound that. It's, it's like this really simple, but deep sound that I I just love it. And so, and it's a central feature in a lot of Ned's work. And he, and he uses it so well and just, just creates such interesting pieces around that. And I mean, there's a lot more too, and we, we get into that too, in this record. So uh, this was, this was a lot of fun to do. I've been wanting to interview Ned for a while, so I'm glad it finally happened. Um, I'm going to, we'll play a piece off considerable and then get into the conversation. So my guest today is Ned Milligan, whose new album, Considerable, just came out on the French label Lapse. And Ned, how's it going?
1: Going all right, honestly. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Um, so to kind of get started, I this is not necessarily specific to this album, but it's a, something I've thought about with your work generally, and I'm just curious how you kind of arrive at an album. I mean, do you, like, do you have a specific sort of intention or something before you start working on an album or are you just kind of working on stuff and then sometimes it coalesces into an album? Just like, what is your, what is your approach?
1: For sure. Yeah. I, I'm usually, I think pretty purposeful about putting things together as an album, like as that being kind of like a coherent listening experience. Um, which I don't, I don't frankly think is always the easiest way to make stuff because um, <laughs> sometimes, then I don't know. I feel like the way you start thinking about things is, well, I, I need a track five here, or you know, whatever that might right. mean to you. But um, you know, you, like you're looking for uh, like a piece to fit into a puzzle that doesn't totally exist yet. But um, uh, but I don't. I'm not someone who. Uh, has any kind of daily at all, (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. daily practice of recording. Uh, I don't really have access to a lot of my stuff most of the time and I kind of just keep the music making part of my life mostly. Um, I push it off to the summer. Uh, I'm a Mm -hmm. teacher and that's when I have time to actually kind of uh, take a break from things and and wrap my head around uh, creating something and, um, so yeah, I do usually think, I mean, obviously as things are coming along, I try to see, does this feel like an album mm-hmm. where could this track work in relation to this track albums are certainly how I still experience music most as a listener, you know, like I know, yeah. I, I'm not a, um, I'm not a streamer. I don't like use playlists and, uh, I still mostly buy albums and um, listen listen to things that way. But yeah, I'm not someone who has like a lot, you know, I know I'm always jealous of those folks who are musicians and then they're like, yeah, I've got a a hard drive full of unreleased stuff or, you know, just something that could be future releases. I, I don't tend to work that way. I mean, I, when I made this album, it's not like I had eight other tracks that, could have been the part two or like some longer mm-hmm. version of it uh this is it so, <laughs> um, so yeah I, so i do i do think about that um that kind of thing for sure it's it's important and, to me
0: and most of the time you, the where you record is not like it's not where you like normally live right i mean it's,
1: there's yeah like... that's right yeah so i mean basically when i start i mean i, I had made some music before you don't need like my whole personal history (laughs) i had made some music um in in my early 20s like a couple cdrs and then i um i stopped for a while and then i was given a gift of some chimes and i i think i'd messed around with them at some other folks house and uh i just really love the way they sounded obviously most people do um but um my mother-in-law um where she was living with her her partner her now wife um they they were in Maine and she let me hang the chimes there and then I just started to get more chimes and she liked the way they sounded so so whenever we'd see them was really when I would try to make some music at the same time but it was always um you know there and outside Mm -hmm. and on their porch and that's where they hang. So it's, um, that's, that's part of it too. I mean, I, I don't, I I always try to figure out like how important it is for me to be recording outside. It's a thing I do a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but to me it also feels pretty connected to that place. It doesn't mean that if it went away, I wouldn't ever make music, but there's something about what I'm making that feels, uh, specific to being there. And then obviously I hope that, you know, it, it transcends that for anyone who's actually not there with me and it uh, works as an album on its own. But yeah, you're right. It's none of my stuff is there, it's here <laughs> in my life regularly. So I think that also is part of what motivates me to it. It's kind of like a, a reframing and also a um, uh, just a change in setting, right? like things kind of stand out differently when you're somewhere right.
0: else. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's really interesting. I mean, I think about specific locations and I I mean, I record most of my stuff in my house, but I'm cool. I try to go out and around Tulsa and just capture things a lot and think about okay, this what is the I don't know, what is the sound of this space and how can i translate that into something else or like or evoke that in other ways but yeah um so I, yeah I, I think it's really interesting to think about like you have because it's you have a specific place
1: <laughs> yeah and i um and i can't tell you know sometimes i don't know if it just feels lazy or something if it's like well it's easier to record outside or oh that sound that was happening down the road or something made its way in and whatever, I'll just keep it. But I think that, that, I don't know, for me, it feels justifiable because I just think in terms of the, um, Oh, I don't know. It's kind of like the sound world of what's happening or what I'm going for. I think that that stuff is to some extent invited in anyway. And so, Like, even if there's stuff happening that I don't have control over, Mm -hmm. I'm not, um, especially inclined to erase it. I mean, you know, I, I try to be, I have standards It's like, you know, if, if, (laughs) uh, you know, if I've been trying to make something happen outside and whatever, a plane (laughs) flies overhead or like someone decides this is the moment to use a leaf blower, then, you know, maybe, okay, I'll come back to that, but, um. But i also i don't know i guess again it's just like me betting on if i can have this be specific it'll probably work up for someone else too um because i think that's how a lot of things work at least right like the the specificity that someone can go for or kind of um share I, i mean either it totally doesn't land for somebody which is fine or the specificity of it kind of connects to someone else's version of their specific uh, lived experience. And, um, and I mean, I've had a couple people tell me you know, just about how what I'm doing kind of evokes some connection to a space like that for them, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's great. That is part of the idea.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's, um, I, with your stuff, I get that very much like it, there are, especially like the chimes element of it is i'm always so drawn to because it reminds me of my parents house because Mm. my mom has chimes all around their house and um yeah so i and and it's a and and this is probably not true at all like but i i don't i can't think of a lot of music i listen to that he like uses chimes like this and I mean it's like I you, I don't know I hear people using chimes but not sort of in this context and maybe I'm just listening to the wrong stuff
1: but well that you yeah, know I, I think <laughs> um, yeah I don't want to be the person to be like you're right Brad nobody does what I do
0: <laughs> but, um, it is um, just me and nobody yeah, hone in on my territory <laughs>
1: exactly no no but um, yeah I think that actually I think that is part of what drew me to it was that I don't know I mean I've been listening to whatever ambient experimental uh improv stuff for decades and um uh i didn't get the impression that people were using it um using chimes as instruments so much as intentional instruments uh yeah i guess what i mean is you know it's certainly a thing that has been used uh texturally for um a lot of different artists and i mean they're sort of for some folks yeah they do have kind of like an emotional shorthand but um but I don't think they're a thing that gets focused on that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and a thing I sometimes feel like I need to explain to people is, is like, when I'm recording, it's, I, I'm not just waiting for wind. That's actually never how I record. Uh, the wind would be totally um, more, that'd be more of a recording deal breaker. You know, it would, it would just right. be <laughs> overwhelming. So I'm usually... You know, like I'm hitting them, I'm um I'm making intentional choices with this kind of limited palette of the notes. Um mm. the the thing that works out great for me is well, they're already tuned to sound okay.
2: So right. I
1: I am not gonna pretend I'm a virtuoso of chimes or something. And <laughs> and I don't think that's you know, like that's fine. But right. I um I guess I sometimes just hope that people know that the music I'm making is also making space for things to happen in in an improvisatory way, but that definitely I'm trying to be thoughtful about what's happening and what they are ultimately hearing.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a that's always something I think about is how I mean I don't I I have not seen your chimes, but just thinking about most of the times you see they have i don't know six eight yeah yeah <laughs> um and but yeah so i guess is there so how much of it is because like I, I assume there is some amount of post processing composing I, I don't know what process uh, manipulating yeah. of the sound sure and so you know, I guess. How do you kind of, I guess, think about or achieve this sort of balance? You know, or, or, or I guess, just balance this. You know, how much it's processed versus how much it's sort of. I like you. I think you use the word factual, which I really like that um, phrasing.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I think I just try to ultimately do what's best for the track and i think that at one point i felt like oh well i can't really mess with this too much because that's not how it happened or something like i was Mm -hmm. in almost like going for some weird like audio verite or something even though you know i know enough about movies to know that even cinema tale, it's all edited like you have to allow for choices to be made and so i think that it it kind of just depends on what i'm going for there are some times when i'm rec- i'm mostly just recording on some handheld recorders outside mm. i've done that some releases that have been more to tape and that's been i don't have a reel or reel or anything i just like borrowed a cassette recorder that from my school and no one was using it <laughs> and So that was just stuffed onto like, you know, actual TDK tapes or whatever. And it sounded kind of cruddy, but in a certain way, it also made it woolly in a way that I liked. Um, But yeah, I think even the times when I've been at my most, like, it's got to be what it sounded like when I was there. There's been some touching up. I mean, I don't, um, I don't really know how to use. Most, like a DAW, really, like a, a digital whatever <laughs> uh-huh. it is. Um, I um I have friends who know how to use those, um yeah. But I, I the only way I've ever worked on music on a computer is with Adobe Audition.
0: Oh um, yeah, um, not, I've I've used Adobe Audition a lot. I know it well. <laughs> it used yeah. to be it used to be cool at it back in the day. Okay, the day that's but, right.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, I mean. The only reason i came to that was because um that's what a friend of mine gave me a cracked version of you know (laughs) like right and um and so i never kind of progressed beyond that i've had folks show me um like ableton or or, uh logic it's it feels a little overwhelming for me and i don't um it just doesn't click uh and Mm -hmm. the way i do it is works okay and I'm usually just taking recordings that I've made kind of putting them into the program and then treating, treating them with whatever makes sense but I, I don't use a I don't know I don't think I use a lot of effects uh most things I try to sound pretty I try to most things sound pretty present um mm-hmm. I I believe reverb is a tool that can be used well but, but I also I try to have I don't know. I guess I try to make music that I think sounds more present than sort of like lost in a zone of uh, that's like droney or um, foggy. I know that some people, like so many people do that really well. And I, I like music like that. I just, um, it's not a thing I do that much. And I think I like it feeling uh, yeah I guess I could just keep coming back to present. That's a word I think about when I'm working
0: yeah i i I can relate to a lot of that. I know how to you I use Reaper, but I think I use about three percent of its capabilities <laughs> right, right. It's, like, it's like I know how to do what I know how to do and and yeah, I've tried learning stuff it's just I get overwhelmed and I'm like. I just want to be working on music. I don't want to be learning software. So, um, but I'm always amazed at some of this, like hearing and seeing stuff that people do with their, you know, it's, I'm like, wow, that's really impressive. That's Well, uh, that's,
1: par- okay, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, that's part of what has been nice about doing the albums with John Atkinson. Mm-hmm. It's like, Atkinson has a totally different approach to composition and he he has tool he has a facility with tools that, like i just don't have um but that's also part of why that works in a nice way and i think right. that those albums um which is, i really enjoy them but i mean because part of me is like i am a contributor but i'm also a listener and right <laughs> uh, i mean and he's just able to do things i can't but it also helps reframe what I want to do in the future. And, um, I don't know, that's part of what's great about that. But yeah, when I, whenever I've talked to him about making stuff or he shows me how he's importing or treating stuff, I'm sending him, I'm just, you can tell me, but I will not understand. And that's okay.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I've had that. experience it's like, you're saying a lot of words and I recognize a lot of them, but I have no idea what you're.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing too. I think, um, with the chimes for me too, there's something that's very, um, I appreciate the simplicity of, you know, this thing got hit and it made a sound and <laughs> it will linger unless you mute it. You know, I just, I, I keep thinking I might at some point get bored of the setup or I'm trying to be sensitive to that. Um, I certainly don't think anyone needs to hear me spinning any wheels of mine. But I do think that I'm, I don't know, when I get to interact with them, I'm still excited, you know? And, and yeah. I think that that is what's just going to be, continue to be my compass.
0: Well, and I think, I mean, I, this is sort of like, I think about this all the time and I've, is this idea of, and i thinking about, it's like you find uh, this, you know, I don't know, this approach or this, method or whatever that yeah like really speaks to you and is meaningful and it it's like i i feel like there's often this can be this push of like well you gotta do different things you gotta you know and i don't know i just i and i i and i talk about this as like a person who was affected by those sort of things at one point and have found a place where i Am now just it's like I'm doing these things that I like. It's interesting to me, and it feels right to me, and that's really what I want to try to focus on. So I, I, I mean, from a well, personal and you can probably
1: bet that like somebody else is gonna be interested too. I mean, right, but I, I would assume some law of averages can guarantee that. <laughs>
0: I yeah, I think so. Well, and it's and it's one of those things too where it's you know there's just at the at the level that like i'm doing things and most of the people i'm writing about and talking to and we you know it's like there's no big like pie in the sky <laughs> i mean yeah. it's yeah and so it's and i yeah but i think that the i i'm always excited when you've got something new out just because i'm it's like i can't wait to hear what you've kind of like where you're going to like where this it's this sound world is going to sort of take me this time and i always know there's going to be this well not always because i guess the ep you did on the jewel garden wasn't chime based as much but that's oh, um, yeah <laughs> but generally it's like i know there's going to be this sound world that is very that i don't know that i connect to in a way that i have a hard time explaining sometimes so
1: no i appreciate that i, I actually i was thinking of something that you said i'm not i'm not doing this to try to like you know be obsequious or something but you know i was listening to what you said you were talking about um a release a maurice release
2: mm-hmm. last week
1: and you said something that was like my body knows this space and mm-hmm. i that 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 connected with me just because i think that that um that's a good way to put i mean just speaking for myself like how um, I feel about kind of this approach to composition and also just mm-hmm. listening. Like, I think I, I feel really good when I'm putting a track together and I don't know, there's this kind of thing that just yeah. vibrates through my body. Yes. And and it's this, I mean, I guess it's a feeling that a lot of folks get creating something, but it's also, I mean, it feels both like a geographic space, but then also translating to a listening space. and mm-hmm. um, But yeah, I think that, that way of connecting physically um, is a, that's a real feeling. So I, I when when you said that, I thought, oh damn, like that's a really good way to put it, and that's true for me. Oh,
0: I'm glad. Yeah, I, no, I, I that's I think about that too, and it's, <clears throat> and it's something I don't I feel like I'm I don't pay enough attention to sometimes. Like, it, mm. um, I mean, I try to, but it's like it's, it's uh, I feel like it, I don't know. It can be just in the nature of, and this is really. I think speaks to the idea of trying to be present and be like this, but it, it's a, and the, everything that's going on in the world, you know, depending on the way I'm listening to something, it, I can, you can miss it. I mean, cause I've had, I, I've had albums where, you know, I, I've listened to them in some environment where, you know, I was doing something, whatever. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is cool. And then down the road, like months, years later, I, I would hear it just like in a very much more, sort of almost controlled environment where I'm just like sitting and listening and not you know, and it's and it would hit me in this other one be like oh my god how did where has this been and then <laughs> dude um,
1: like I can't even tell you I mean how many times have I checked out a record on Bandcamp as I'm walking from the train to my <laughs> school do you know what I mean it's like right and so I mean the fact that I mean I'm so grateful that anyone listens to anything I, think. I mean there's <laughs> there's so much potential for that kind of interaction and sometimes we're listening to music in a super intentional way and sometimes it's just i heard about this am i going to click with this uh okay maybe not right Uh, let me zoom ahead to the middle of this track or something i mean we all do that and i don't think that we need to you know feel guilty but but you're absolutely right that it's quite easy for things to to go past um, go past us or just not hit us at the moment we need it to, you know?
0: Yeah, but I think, yeah, I really, I mean, that's a, I like, I, I like when I'm making, creating something and I get the, I mean, that's, that's like one of the feelings I feel like I'm chasing is that physical <laughs> connection, maybe not chasing, that feels a little, I don't know, that feels a little... <laughs>
1: No, I know, but but (laughs) well, if if you don't want to chase it, then it's really nice when you stumble on it, you
0: know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and yeah, so, um, but I'm glad that I that's yeah, I'm really glad to hear that because I, I I I often wonder like, do people think about things at all this way? So yeah, that um connected, um, um, okay, so I want to ask about a crack in the sky because for me that was like one of the most affecting pieces on the the record, the. the singing part, especially, which a, it really surprised me. I, when that kind of showed up. Um, and so I'm curious, kind of the significance of the title and just like, where did that come from?
1: <laughs> sure. Oh, the significance of the title. Oh gosh. I don't know. Sometimes I just okay. write things down the title. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it, um, <laughs> I think it was one of those things that I was like, I like this. It could mean a lot of things. Um, <laughs> Fair and, enough. um, I but have I guess, lists, I guess so. if I had to, uh, but I, I think it could also justifiably be about that singing. Um, yeah, the singing, uh, again, I kind of had it, I knew that that was going to be whatever started side B of, a, of an album, of, you know, of an LP. <laughs> How so, long have you
0: had that recording?
1: Not long. Okay. Um, like, the, so that is, <laughs> that is just a really happy accident of, Like, a person I know shared, like, her daughter's Instagram story or something. And it was, she had made a story of the woman I know. Um, Mm -hmm. She was just, like, singing in a bedroom. It was, like, open bay windows. It looked really nice. And she's just, like, singing into the world almost. But she's alone, or she thinks she's alone. So she's just singing the song, which I think is from Oklahoma, right? Oh, um, yes. The musical. I, I um, so. And, uh, and then just literally stops when she sees her her <laughs> daughter. It's like, don't you dare. And you hear her daughter laugh. And right. it felt really like, um, it just felt intimate in this way that I loved and also really generous. And, um, you know, it was this thing that I thought – It reminded me of some of the work that um, I wrote about this on my own Instagram post, but of Alejandra and Aaron, who did Lucky Kitchen, that label. And so Mm -hmm. they have some records that feel like they're almost like domestic field recordings, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, I know that other folks have done this too, but that was sort of my first encounter with this as a thing where it's like, yeah, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I do want to hear your Recordings made in this shed, or right. of your grandmother talking, and um, and that hasn't always come into my own music, but it's been a, a thing that has really um, stayed with me. And then I think, so I, I thought it would be on the one hand kind of a um, unusual thing uh, to do in terms of the context of my own music, but I also thought, why not? Right? I mean, I can I can wait until someone says, no, this is an awful idea. to to second guess it. But in the meantime, I really liked it and she was kind enough to let me use her singing. She was like, you can definitely use it. Just don't credit me, please. (laughs) Okay, sure. No problem. Um, But yeah, I think, um, I think another thing that also came into my mind with that track was um, when I was working on getting um, Xander Raymond's album together for Mm Florabelle, my label. And he had reached out to matt sage to get some advice about the record as like you know xander was really putting it all together but was also soliciting feedback as you know we all mm-hmm. kind of do and i think matt gave him the advice to um put it put it a surprise at the start of the second side like you know put something in there that'll surprise the listeners just to sort of jolt out of any kind of um feeling of, oh, this is too beautiful or something, you know, like, cause we can become Mm -hmm. passive in that way. And so I did kind of do it in a way that is also meant to say, Hey, like if you're, if you're still listening, let me, let me recenter you. And, um,
2: Mm.
1: let me make you wonder what is happening and why, and who is that person. And I mean, hopefully then we just kind of roll with the track from there. But, um, but that was, something i enjoyed doing um so yeah that, that, that's the story behind that one
0: yeah no i think that so i mean i have obviously haven't listened to it on vinyl so i don't have the i'm just listening to it all the way through but it sure, sure, absolutely sure. has that effect of it if it, it pulls you back kind of yeah and i think that's really really nicely done and i just i love yeah i love that sample it was It yeah I I I can't it's one of those things and I I don't even know that I can explain why I connected with it the way I did but I just it it's really really fantastic thanks Um, and then the last thing I just wanted to ask about is uh, you is the auto harp and as I I love the auto harp and I I let somebody borrow my auto harp and I haven't I need to get it back this is one thing that I thought of listening to this I was like man this is really anyway uh i'm just curious like what it is that what what draws you what drew you to the auto harp what it is you like about the auto harp well then
1: they're cool (laughs) (laughs) i just just want to be around cool stuff um yeah uh i think that when i i think when i've heard it used in uh i guess ambient music or music. I, I, I think it works. I think it also kind of um, feels related to the chimes or anything I've got in the sense of it yeah. being a real like acoustics are important. Um, and, I very and much that,
0: feel a connection with the chimes. Actually, yeah. With
1: it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The chimes. I. And um, I'll go back to the auto But The <laughs> chimes are also. Um, these ones that are actually like designed to be extra resonant and so um they're both on the one hand a totally normal thing that everyone has but also is sort of this thing that gestures a little bit more towards like <laughs> acoustic resonance and held tones and all this kind of stuff that uh appeals to me so anyway the That's... auto harp i think honestly i think part of it is that i'm also still have you ever heard um the piece The Golden Harp by Jeffrey Cantula Desma
0: oh yeah yes
1: okay yes that's like an all-timer for me and I'm (sighs) I think I feel like I'm still trying to figure out what that is doing for me the same way that you're kind of you know articulating this inarticulable feeling
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know there's something about what he does with that piece that um, it, it it really is hard for me to articulate but it's very deeply felt for me. And I was certainly not interested in the Otter heart then because I thought I could make something like that, but more because I just wanted to explore it and yeah. see if I could use it to, to some end on my own. Um, yeah. I, but yeah, I just, I like, I, I don't know I know how to play guitar a little bit. I know how to play piano a little bit. I Not in a way that it makes me feel super comfortable or confident putting on record, but I, I think I do really appreciate those acoustic.
2: Mm-hmm. instruments
1: that just resonate and this felt like another path towards that
0: yeah i think it's i that was kind of the i don't know one of the connections i made is that I the yeah this like long resonance and that and the chime it's like a it's a yeah there's a relationship there in my mind so um,
1: yeah i'm gonna have to i haven't been able to well i haven't been able, but. I haven't really tried experimenting so much with the overlay of all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, like the drum that I have is tuned just slightly differently enough to the time, the chimes to be, I don't want to say incompatible, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't sound great. And then I really would like to this summer really, um, hear how the auto heart works in, in tandem with something else and just try to start layering more. Um, but I was, I was happy with how it turned out on the i think it's it's on two tracks
0: on the album Um, yeah awesome well um is there anything else you want to add you want to i I feel i always feel weird when i'm doing these interviews like so what else what do you got coming up it's like well i'm focused this is album just came out let's focus (laughs) um yeah
1: no no i i think it's so cool when people have other stuff um like i don't (laughs) i don't um i don't have anything right now i mean i think i've got um, I've got some energy with uh, headed towards Florabelle um, for the summer. I have a, another yes. LP that I'm gonna put out in the fall, and uh, not mine, but you know someone else's work. Right. And then, um, and then this summer, I think I'm really just gonna be ex- doing what I have usually been doing. I'll. <laughs> experiment a bit uh, when i can record the chimes and i'll see what how it all kind of comes together uh I, I don't feel like there's any rush to make things i do really appreciate that um some folks are extremely prolific uh, and i'm not but if something feels like it's coming together then i'll i'll run with that feeling and if not i'll just do Nothing. (laughs) um, I I sometimes just jot down ideas, you know, like Mm -hmm. maybe this is the kind of track, or, you know, um, if I feel like I can kind of hear it in my head a little before it actually exists, that's always a good start. Yes. But I also try to just be open. I mean, there's a a bunch of stuff on this album that I couldn't have sketched it out beforehand, or like if you ask me, (laughs) was it pre planned to put those two things together no way it just kind of i think it just kind of has to do with also how you listen to
2: Mm -hmm.
1: how you listen to the world and how open you let your ears be um i think i think i'm i think part of what kind of shapes that for me is like i've had tinnitus for 20 years so Mm. i'm pretty sensitive to well in addition to (laughs) Sensitive to loud sounds for sure, but also, <laughs> and I'm sensitive to uh, just the sounds around me. I pay more attention to them, uh, not in a always frightened way or defensive way, but also just like I think I'm actively listening to a lot of stuff, uh, just because I've trained my body to do that and my brain mm-hmm. to do that, um, and I, I, I don't know. I think i think that that informs part of it for me uh sorry i'm trailing off because i don't really know where that was going with it but i think that <laughs> i just like i think that um having open ears that's where i was going and just like being willing to embrace sounds or parts of the music even though they don't really feel like they're yours like mm-hmm. you can make them yours. Yeah. so
0: i like that i think that's a good note to end on sure Uh, well uh, thanks for uh thanks for taking the time to chat with me on the seltzer salon
1: (laughs) thank you i enjoyed my seltzer i hope it wasn't loud um no i didn't hear it at all so there you go all right (laughs) (laughs) right. thank you brad i really do appreciate it
0: Yeah, once again, Ned Milligan, considerable, out now on laps on CD and vinyl and digital. It is, it's it's just a beautiful record. God, it's so good. And it's, timing of it's perfect because, you know, how he talked about he most of the time he was doing recordings in the summer when he's off from teaching. And so I often think a lot of his music has that kind of summer feeling to it or it, it just seems to make sense when the sun is out and the weather's getting warmer. And it, I you know, <laughs> Tulsa's a very humid place in the summer. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Maybe they do. I don't know. But um, I'm not a big fan of humidity, like when in general, just being in it. But I feel like there's a humidity in some of this music that is pleasing. So somehow we could make that going to the real world i don't know anyway that doesn't make a whole lot of sense anyway check out his new record check out his label floribel and thanks as ever for listening you can find us foxydigitalis.zone patreon.com slash foxydigitalis all the other places you know where to find me holler at me say hello and until next time have a good one